0: Good morning. I'm Karen Audubani, and today support for KZYX comes from our members and the Good Farm Fund, a community organization providing direct support to small farmers with the aim to increase food, local food security in Mendocino County. For more information, foodfarmfund.org or foodfarmfund on Instagram and Facebook. And support is also brought to us today by uh, our members again and Frankie's Pizza and Ice Cream Parlor in Mendocino Village offering traditional and gluten-free selections including piping hot pizza. Open every day from noon to 8 p.m. For more information, you can go to frankiesmendocino.com or you can call them at 707-937-2436. All right, and that's kind of great because this morning we're going to be talking about food security and insecurity in Mendocino County. My guest today is Amanda Frisha. Is that right, Amanda? I got it right. Yes, it is. Welcome, good morning, Karen. Yeah, welcome to the air. Step up to your mic, really good there. Um, I've been wanting to do this show around the food banks in the county for quite a while. Um, I've been actually volunteering at the local food bank in Anderson Valley for several months now. Um, after I leave the show, go there, help pack bags, and get it ready. And I've seen the need in Anderson Valley. We we service about 100 uh, families every two weeks. Uh, a week or so ago, it jumped up to 120. Um, and with the price of inflation and now the price of gas going up, um, it just seems like there's going to be there's going to be a greater need and we have a really great system that I've looked into in Mendocino County. So I wanted to invite Manda to come in. She is the director of the food bank in Fort Bragg. But from what I've heard and seen, you coordinate all if not most of the food banks in the county. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yes, uh, so we're at Fort Brad Food Bank, also known as Mendocino Food and Nutrition Program. That's our legal nonprofit name. And we actually are contracted with the state of California um, to provide emergency food throughout the whole county of Mendocino. Um, and that includes Anderson Valley. And we have about 15 um, agency partners, including, uh, so those are local food pantries and soup kitchens. And we've recently started partnering also with the daycares in our local region in Fort Bragg, as well as the school, Fort Bragg and Mendocino School District to create um, pantries within the schools or snacks within the schools to make sure that we're providing, we're trying to reach all avenues, essentially.
0: Well, I just wanted to take a moment to shout out to, I have a list of the food banks. You can maybe add the soup kitchens or the food kitchens, but I want to do a shout out. You got Fort Bragg, which is really a great organization and got a big, big warehouse and stuff up there. You got Ukiah and Plowshares. You've got the Willits Food Bank. And I'm not sure what the Willits Daily Bread is. Maybe you can...
1: That's a soup kitchen. That's
0: and a soup then, uh, kitchen. Paul okay. shares also does meals, I believe. Too. Right, so Paul shares does. Round Valley has a food bank. Anderson Valley, Gualala, Leggett, Laytonville, Mendocino Presbyterian Church has a food bank of their own, and then Point mm-hmm. Arena. Did I get all the food banks? I think that was on your list and on your yeah, website. Yeah, did we get? Did we get Leggett in there? I yeah, I did get Leggett. So yeah. and I just want to do a big shout out to all of these foods banks because listeners, these are run by volunteers. It takes us in the community who have the time, have the energy to get out there and make this happen. So I don't know how many volunteers do you know how, how many volunteers you have?
1: Uh, I'd say at the Fort Bragg Food Bank we have about 30 to 40 volunteers and we have you know it varies because we have our volunteers that come every week and then we have also community service mandated volunteers um, throughout the year which is really great that helps us out quite a bit Um, so I'd say in one year time we might have up to upwards of 70 individual volunteers but um, our key our key base is probably about a good 20 people who are who are coming every week and helping out. Um, anywhere from they help in the warehouse, they help pack bags, we have a farm stand that they uh, restock, we have a sandwich bag program that they're going out, we have deliveries that are being made to seniors who can't get to the food bank. So, all different kinds of jobs. Yeah. do without them, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yes, and I would say my experience in Anderson Valley Food Bank is that we have probably six to seven maybe eight people that help pack the bags and then i'm not sure what the distribution but it's probably another six to seven people so we're looking at about 15 volunteers and this happens every two weeks i know that some of the That's food wonderful. i know that some of the food banks are once a month some of them are every two weeks um so, if you want to check out, I'm not going to list all those now. But if you really want to check this out, go to the Fort Bragg Food Banks website. They've got a great map there that is a map of our county, and it has a little, uh, little si- uh, logos that you can click on for food bank for food uh, deliver for. Um, Uh, Meals. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that's what they do. So it's a really good map to give you an idea what's going on in your area if you need help and what's going on in your area if you'd like to volunteer. How's that? Is that a good promo? Yeah, So
1: that's great. And um, I would just add that we're working on adding a pantry in Albion right now. Oh, great. Um, Yeah, so we're hoping that that's going to be happening in the next couple months, trying to fill that gap in there as well. So we should be updating um, the website as that comes in.
0: Well, one of the things that I noticed on the map, too, that I'll just say is that the food banks and these services are pretty well spread out through the county. And I know we're, as I always say on the air, we are geographically challenged. And now with the gas prices going up so bad, it's great that we have closer access to these needs. People don't have to go as far to get them. So um, Let's just step back a minute, and I want to talk about where you get your funding, I know there's state programs, there's federal programs, um, where do, where does the money come for you to do all this incredible work you do?
1: Yeah, so it, luckily our funding comes from different sources. Our major source of funding is through... Um, the um, Emergency Food Assistance Program, like I spoke with how how we get a big chunk of our food. Well, they also support us in, um, you know, there are various grants that come up. Um, We have a Food grant that allows us to spend $50,000 a year on California grown and produced food. Uh, They also reimburse us for our um, operating costs. And then we also have, um, of course, one of our big sources is just our local support, our um, individual donors and grantors that are um, continually giving us support as well Um, and then just uh, grant opportunities so as far as the funding comes um, we have individual grants we can uh, reach out to we have federal funding and then we have donor support Um, and as our food as well um, we are able to receive food from feeding america through redwood empire food bank in santa rosa and um, the emergency food assistance program we get uh, most of our food from them Um, And then we're also uh, widely supported through local farmers and um, people who just growers who bring us food and our groceries, our local grocery stores. We have a weekly or daily salvage program. We go and uh, rescue basically the groceries that aren't able to be sold and we um, provide them here at the food bank.
0: Well, that's quite a lot of diverse. That's a diverse support so how? Quite. Yeah. So, kind of break that down. Um, just a quick. Uh, what's your budget annually? Do you know the top? Just close- our
1: budget is raising up right now. I think we're upwards of. Um, I want to say it's in um, nine hundred thousand.
0: Wow, great! That's good. Yeah. And how many people do you uh, end up servicing? Do you have a? I'm not sure about the paperwork to get into the program. So, how many people do you service in the county? Total about in
1: the county right now, um, I believe we're serving about just under 4,000 households a month. So, uh, you know,
0: and and that's with 90,000 residents, about let's just say. So, that's a well, that's a good percentage. So, you're looking at
1: more like 6,000 individuals, probably. I'm just off the top of my head, but 4,000. And in our food bank at Fort Bragg, just to give you, um, we're doing about 2,500 households,
0: and probably Ukiah is doing more than that.
1: Ukiah is just about where we're at, which is an interesting dynamic we've been kind of thinking about um, and I don't know if that's because plowshares does quite a few meals or um, but they're right about the same numbers um, where we're at. so um, what about Willets? you know uh, Willets is a quite a bit less. Uh,
0: let's see there were. Just, a, just Okay, all right, interesting. That's the demographics, that kind of gives you an idea, okay. And then one of the other things that I saw on the Facebook, on the, excuse me, on the webpage, was the income levels to um, be able to get, because you do you have to do paperwork to get food every two weeks, like? Let's just use Anderson Valley. So family shows up every two weeks. Is there paperwork involved? I've never actually seen that end of it.
1: So for us, what we do, because we're open every week and you can come up to once a week, we have a program called Food Bank Manager. And basically, you can sign up over the phone. We just collect your information. We don't give it to anyone else. But it's just so that we can know where you live, how many people are in your household, what ages, so, um, so we collect that. And then you just... Basically, we have an iPad, and you sign in, you go drive up to our curbside, and we check you in. So, the process is very simple. Somewhere like Anderson Valley is you just sign up the um, EFAP sheet, which is basically, or they sign it for you during COVID, which is basically just saying, you know, I self-certify that I qualify for this program, and this is how many people are in my household. So, it's a really simple um, program. For some of the other programs, like the Senior Box program, that entails a little more paperwork, um, but it's usually an annually, it's not like every single time you come in.
0: So let's just do a run-through. I, um, all of a sudden, fall below, I'm, I need food. I'm in Anderson Valley, I'll use that as an example, folks, but I'm sure it's similar in the other at the other food banks, Um, I need food, I see the sign outside the Anderson Valley Grange, it said, oh boy, it's happening this afternoon, 2.30 to 5.30, I drive up, I've never contacted you before, I'm new to the program, I just need to fill out, or they fill out this very limited paperwork, and that's it, that's how it happens.
1: Um, yeah, so at Anderson Valley, I would assume that you would just say, I'm here for the distribution, and they would say, well, well what's your name? How many people are in your household? Um, and they would write that down, or they would have you sign for it, and then you would go through and get your food, as far as... Okay, and then that- for us... okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, each. Basically, we have it's. We have some food banks that are using our food bank manager program, so we are signing people in with that, and we have some food banks that are just using a sheet of paper to just. We just want to count how many people are getting food, basically.
0: So can we can we easily say or safely say if somebody's in one of these outlying areas, you find out that you have a food bank, let's say in Leggett or Covelo, mm-hmm. Round Valley. The odds are, if you just drive up and. And tell them you're in need you'll oh, yeah, be able to pl- you'll be able to fill out the paperwork there and get some food yes
1: very minimal paperwork and i would also say that some of the places have made it so that if you show up and you're not there on a distribution day some of them have emergency provisions as well um you know so that if because you never know when it's going to happen if you lose your job all of a sudden you have no funds no way to get any food um, what are you going to do so we're trying to make it as easy to get food as possible Great.
0: Let me just take a minute or moment to say that I'm Karen Audubonny. This is TKO. The topic today is food security or insecurity, as it may be, in Mendocino County. My guest is Amanda, uh, director of the Fort Bragg Food Bank, who's managing and helping all these services across the county. Uh, One thing I want to point out is the income levels that are that get you in. I mean they're not gonna ask you for your IS filings, they're not gonna ask you for tax paperwork, they're just gonna trust that you're being honest, but the levels are really Exceptionally high, I think, but that's me because I'm, you know, old and well, haven't made that yeah. much money in a year to begin yeah. with. But for one ha- one person in a household, the income level in order to get in to get these services is thirty thousand a year, which to me seems really high. But that's great. For uh, two people in a household, it's forty, just over forty-five thousand or forty thousand, excuse me, a year. And for three people in a household, you have fifty-one thousand income. So if you're below those numbers you automatically can get these services through the food bank correct is that right i'm on that okay amanda that's correct okay that's good okay so we know how many people you serve what about um your sourcing um i know you were talking about redwood uh out of santa rosa what's the? they get a lot you get a lot of food from them how do you how do you get your you're, like, yeah, you're-
1: so we have an interesting setup with Rabbit Empire Food Bank. They That's are it. actually okay. part of um, the Feeding America, and we are partners of theirs. Um, and so they get a lot of different types of food. They get a lot of corporations that donate um large quantities of food to them. So we used to go down to Santa Rosa once a week and pick up our orders. And it wasn't just for us, but it would be for um, other pantries as well. Um, But in the last couple of years, we've actually made a little hub in Ukiah. So at the Ukiah Food Bank, they come on Tuesdays and Thursdays and we're able to get our send our driver with our truck and load our truck up and come back here. So it saves us quite a bit of driving time and it's a lot more efficient that way. We also pick up deliveries for, say, Point Arena, Gualala, Leightonville, Leggett, Anderson Valley sometimes. Um, and a lot of those items, there's a donated code Items and it's about nine cents a pound we're paying, um, and there's also wholesale cost food, and we're getting our produce that they have available for free. They have a produce grant that they've had for quite a few years, so um, we try to bulk up on our produce orders with them to see what they have, and then fill in otherwise. Um, and there's tons of options. There's uh, you know there's sometimes frozen proteins, there's dried goods, there's um, you know cereal, peanut butter, all kinds of different different items. So what we um, have, what's worked really well for us is trying to be efficient shoppers and look and see what we can get there. And then um, if we're we're missing something, then we try and purchase it um, elsewhere.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know that we're... At the food bank in Anderson, we're able to order um, things that we think our community can need, and those sometimes Mm. come in and sometimes don't come in. It depends on what is available. Are you finding that with all the supply chain disruption and all the stuff that's going on, that you're having a hard time getting specific food? You know, dry goods, canned goods, that kind of stuff, or the ones that are important for me, or the ones I think that are important for the community are the, the vegetables and the fruits and vegetables, the perishables, and then the meats, which um, most of the time come in frozen and we can you know, hold back some for emergencies. Um, are you finding a a, break, uh, a breakdown in the supply chain?
1: You know, I think we've seen quite a good variety of food. There are certain items that aren't always available. Um, I would say an interesting thing that we couldn't get in um for Thanksgiving was we could not find canned cranberry sauce and no nowhere had that. So that is a strange, that was a strange item to not be able to find, but that, that's the truth there. Um, and you know, our frozen, we were getting a lot more uh, meat uh, like about a year and a half ago, but now I've, I've noticed that starting to bulk up again. I know they're trying to work with the farms, USDA is trying to kind of partner better and make it so that food banks have better access to purchase or to get um, food from local farms. Um, but so as far as if we've been out of anything, I think we've been doing pretty good. I think um, it's not been too, you know, there's, of course, we don't always get everything we want, but we're able to uh, at least serve the, the main food groups.
0: I will say, shout out to the food bank, uh, there was frozen turkeys, nice sized turkeys for both Christmas and Thanksgiving this year, and hams available. So that was really w- appreciated, and I know in our valley. Um, so let's go back to, you get all of this coming in, do you have to pay for a the majority of this food at a discount or is a lot of it donated Uh, what's the balance between what you have to pay for and with the percentage wise that you have to actually buy and that is donated is there a breakdown in that
1: yeah so i would say probably the um you know with the food we get through tfap that's probably you know, a majority of our food, maybe a good 60%, and we donated is probably about 25% of our food. So, you know, I'd say it's probably less than 25% that we actually have to purchase. But a lot of our purchased foods are covered through a grant that we have procured. So, um, say, like, the $50,000 cow food grant I was talking about earlier, that is we have to buy all that food and then we get reimbursed. But it, it doesn't come, you know, I feel like, we have covered that, so it's not, you know, stripping us of our, all of our funds.
0: Great, good to know. So the other thing that you had mentioned, and I wanna try to get to, out to the community is, um, the farm, farm. what's the farm stand that you have? Could you explain that? You have a farm stand in Fort Bragg. I don't know if any of the other uh, food bank spots have them. Uh, what, is, what is that and how's it work?
1: Yeah, the farm stand is um, uh, take what you need, give what you can is our slogan with that. And it's across the street from the Fort Bread Food Bank, and we have a warehouse um, that is basically, it's open to anybody who needs the food. There's no restrictions on um, income limitations. Uh, we just ask that you be respectful and take what you need and don't take too much. But it's stocked with um, uh, fresh vegetables. Um, so we've got, we usually always have potatoes, carrots, apples, onions, um, and then a lot of time we have uh, a lot of lettuce and greens that come from the botanical gardens. And we have a refrigerator in there now that has, um, oftentimes it has yogurt and milk, and maybe we might have sandwiches in there or extra extra little refrigerated items. And we have a little freezer too that has frozen meat proteins when we can give those out, or little pot pies. Um, and then we have a whole pantry little section too. So ideally you just come in you sign your name and you it's like a market shopping experience so you can go in and pick you know from your produce you can pick from your frozen refrigerated and your pantry section and we have bread as well so it's like a little market experience
0: are any of the other food banks being able to do that i mean that sounds like a that's a whole other level of setting things up and volunteers and monitoring it and and is is this food stand open uh daily that you have going. It is. We're open okay. daily,
1: uh, 11 to 4, the same as our curbside um, distribution. So we're we kind of encourage people to come um, get their weekly food, and then uh, also check out our farm stand to see if they can fill in um, any of the other needs that they maybe haven't received before they even go to the grocery store. You know, <laughs> see if you don't have to go spend as much.
0: And you know what, since we're talking about it and you're here, why don't you give us your address so people know? I happen to know the address, but I bet our listeners might not. If they're in, up in Fort Bragg or even Mendocino, can from somebody who's from Mendocino that's in Fort Bragg, can they do this too, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, yeah, so we're on the north end of town, um, big blue building, and we're 910 North Franklin Street um and so we're you know we're right here right at the very very end of town or the north end of town um and we don't have a lot of parking but we make it work
0: (laughs) and we invite people to come check us out well you've got a great big warehouse there and you're doing something just to throw out what you guys are doing you're doing something with clothes also too Yes, I saw yes. that So online. we have
1: every Friday, we have a, um, a free clothing giveaway essentially right outside of our farm stand. We have clothing racks and tables, and we invite people to, um, we will take your uh, clothing items that you don't want anymore. And we'll also invite people to come and, it's been uh, a a really special event because i've noticed a lot of the people who are coming to look through the clothes are also helping organize and keeping it neat and tidy so it's it's a real community driven event I, I it's really fun to see that happen thanks
0: so are any of the other food banks in the outlying areas are they doing anything similar through trying to get the farm stand or the uh, clothing and all that or are you the kind of ahead of the game here
1: um i think that we're able, since we're we have the ability and we have the space. I think a lot of the other food banks, because most of them are volunteer run or space is an issue, everybody's got kind of a different uh, footprint, you know, different layout than um, the others. But I think trying to actually have food available, extra items, maybe um, the way we started it is just having stuff maybe outside that you had an excess of that was just like a free table is an easy way to do it. So, if you've got your regular distribution going on and you have items that people don't want, sometimes people will give back. You can just have a little free table where people can, can take items, um, you know. And the pro- part of the problem is you do have to have somebody who's willing to organize it and willing to manage it. And, and that can be challenging.
0: Well, that's why we're doing this show, Amanda, because we want to, we want to encourage people. I want to encourage people in these communities that have these food banks with the hit that the locals are going to be taking with gas and inflation um i just see there being a greater need i know there's a there the numbers in anderson valley are bumping up and i understand the whole thing with it takes volunteers folks we don't have a permanent food bank here we've been able through you thank you very much the for- brag food bank to get more storage we got a nice big refrigerator we're going to maybe try to get a bigger freezer so that we can have more uh, stored for a pantry um i think i'm mentioned it maybe i didn't several uh, a month or two ago one of our local community members came upon a family who was really almost starving and she was able to get a hold of the people who have the keys to our grange and get them in and we had enough stored in the pantry our pantry personal pantry we were able to feed these people um, but it takes volunteers it takes people step- stepping up to do it i think the only other place i know of that you can correct me is that has a site with storage and has a a, a permanent place with a staff would be plowshares. Um, I don't think, the, does the Willets or the Ukiah Food Bank have staff at all? Uh, yeah, so Willets
1: does have a couple staff members. I, I'm not sure. Sh- I know they have at least four staff members, and yeah. I think that the Ukiah Food Bank, just they're a program within Ford Street Project, so okay. they have at least two employees. I want to say maybe a third, um, so not a lot. But uh, not you know at least um, the main Raquel is the main person at um, the Ukaya Food Bank and I know she really does maintain the the food program there in the warehouse and um, it's definitely challenging but at least they have a couple staff members.
0: So you can go to the Fort Bragg Food Bank website. You can click on one of these locales and it actually brings up the contact information for the people that are doing or you know volunteering or monitoring or. Taking care of your local food banks. So that would be the way, if you're out in the out areas, Willits, you know, Daytonville, Round Valley, and you want to help, that would be the way to get the contact information is what I would suggest. Go to the food banks, Fort Bragg Food Bank's website, click on the little uh, map, and it'll get you the contact information. How's that? and it's you know, a
2: perfect way to do it <laughs>
0: yeah or the other thing is i know i need to also respect that some people don't have internet access so let's give out your phone numbers because i think if they call you you can direct them correct yes yes definitely so
1: um so if you want to call the for pride food bank our number is
0: 707-964-9404 all right and we'll repeat that towards the end of the show so we're trying to um we're talking about storage uh... one of the things i've been concerned about and i've been trying to encourage our local food bank to do is to start storing more it used to be that they gave everything out every week that they got and there wasn't anything in storage all right they had ever the pantry was emptied every week which is you know great we get stuff into the community but if there's an emergency in between we there was nothing we could do for people so speaking of building up pantry and storage how are you or are the food banks in general doing with having things stored and ready when they're needed? I know you had talked about having a big storage area. I would imagine most of these other uh, food banks don't have much storage area, or maybe they uh, they do. So let's talk about how much food we have in the county stored for these pro- uh, projects or these programs uh, in case, you know, the, you know, everything fell apart. <laughs> food supply you know i mean i just uh, with everything that's going on in the world i mean i'm I'm down i'm got plan a plan b and then another backup okay so uh, (laughs) it's true we just don't know what's around the next turn so how are we as a county with having how far ahead are we banked let's say for food banking
1: think we're working on improving that as we go i mean as you know each of these smaller pantries and soup kitchens really everyone's different and unique in its own and most of them don't have the capability to store excess food um we have in our warehouse probably a three to four month supply of food if something were to happen it's not great but we are also we are um in contract with um california association food bank we have a way to get emergency food boxes so we have some of those on hand um and we have also been able you know so we're trying to you know, use our space the best we can. We're also trying to um, work with each of the sites. If they can get uh, extra space or an external storage unit on on premises, we're willing to help them purchase that and maybe try to start building up some of these storage areas. But each some of these pantries are like on a property where they like a guild or a grange or a church or somewhere where there's a shared space. Um, and so it's it's challenging to figure out how we're going to go about that. Um, we're working on also trying to get more storage space for ourselves so that we can um, have a much bigger supply. And, you know, it, it's a, it's definitely something we need to start having that conversation a little bit more. Um, also, you have to think about Mendocino County as a whole. Like we're, we're here on the coast. What happens if something happens on the coast and we have no access to get food elsewhere, or same with Anderson Valley, you know. So there's a lot of a lot of different ideas that are kind of brewing. I think um, just trying to start those preparations um, is is a little bit challenging. But I feel like if, if something were to happen here, we would be a, we would do our best to make sure that um, each food bank and pantry and soup kitchen was able to get some food.
0: That's, I hadn't even thought about the transportation at, from you to the other areas in case something happened. Good on you for thinking about that and moving towards that. So, so the other thing that you mentioned, and this is another thing I promote a lot on the air, is local, 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 local buying, local producing, all of that. I see that um, several people that grow extra food in Anderson Valley will show up with like a big boxes of lemons last week uh, two weeks ago to, to distribute in our uh, produce bags uh, last month' a uh, se- t- couple different people showed up with a big boxes of persimmons so you were talking about getting food from local farmers is is that something is that a program that you have that underneath were uh, underneath your supervision where farmers can actually call you and see how they can feed into that program or is this just a hit-and-miss where somebody has extra produce how does that work if I'm if I'm
1: here yeah, sure.
0: yeah if I'm a farmer this year I, I say I wanna have a big oh gosh I big vegetable garden this year and I'm gonna grow a victory garden for us older people that know what that is but I wanna grow food for my community to give to the food banker that how do farmers feed into that
1: Yeah, so I think the thing is, is we don't have a designated program set for that. I mean, we are definitely in communication with people who want to donate food to us, farms that want to donate. We have relationships with some of the small farms Um, But building that is a good question because inland, there's a a lot of growers who are producing, have a much higher yield and producing uh, different items. And so, maybe making it more visible, maybe making those smaller pantries more visible so that they can actually go to say, if somebody in Anderson Valley has a big yield, um, and they, can't get to Fort Bragg or they can't get to Ukiah, but they can get to Anderson Valley, um, you know, maybe making that communication or making that bond with the the local food pantries and the local farmers, Um, you know, because sometimes it's a matter of having to get rid of the items very quickly, too. Um, not being able to hold on to them for a long period of time, but we are trying to build relationships more with um, bringing in, you know, more local donations and and working with um, farmers because it's necessary.
0: <laughs> well, and I think it I think it supports the local economy and it keeps us local again. So when these po- supply chains or fuel, you know, goes up, we can take care of our own. Um, what that brought up for me talking about produce, how much of the uh, the produce do you pounds of produce do you go through? Do you know in a month? I mean, I mean when we oh. when we get it, when we're servicing a hundred bags, we make up a hundred bags every other Wednesday for our community. All right, and we have a bag of dry goods and we have a bag of produce. And it's hundreds of pounds, I have to say, when you get a bag of apples or a bag of pears or celery or potatoes it's it's a lot of it, that's a lot of fruits and vegetables going out. So do you have an off the top number that you go through? No, I mean,
1: I think as far as distributing food as much food as we distribute countywide in yeah. one month is um you know. Probably upwards of two hundred thousand pounds. So my
0: guess, yeah.
1: So, you know. I know, folks. <laughs> you can't be, see you can't see it. this
0: on the air, but I'm going. Wow, that's a lot. That was a question I hadn't antici- and, That was the answer I had not anticipated. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So
1: last year we we uh, distributed a million um, a million seven in pounds throughout the whole county.
0: And that's just in so produce. Almost. That's just produce.
1: No, not just produce, but in food.
0: Oh, okay, 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 yeah. So, yes.
1: so, I would say, you know, we're probably in a month easily doing seventy to 80,000 pounds of produce, maybe even more than that. It just depends, especially in the summertime, um, when we're, we're getting a lot more produce donations then, it's coming in more, there's more things in season, I mean, it just, it, it's sometimes it grows it so much, so... <laughs>
0: So really, if, if I'm a farmer or if I'm a just a regular gardener and home and I've got extra space and I want to do something for the food bank, I should probably hook up with my local food bank to do it because it seems like the numbers to do something more countywide are just too big, too, too big.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I would always, um, the better we can get the food straight to the people is yeah. the easiest way, in my opinion, and we're always willing to take, donations but if you've got a connection with a local food pantry and you have stuff to give i i i promote giving that to that local food pantry because then you don't have to worry about the transport you know from this food bank to that pantry you know it's already gotten to the place where the people are going to come and get the food
0: yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And I would suggest any of the farmers that want to do this and grow for your pantry, get a hold of somebody who's organizing it beforehand. I know we have a lot of people just stop by and drop stuff off, and it makes it a, a little bit more cumbersome. We're more than willing to take it and, and use it for sure and pass it on. But if you're going to, you know, ahead of time that you're going to do it, maybe get a hold of your local food bag just ahead of time, just to let them know, hey, I'm bringing in, you know, boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff or, you know, a few boxes of things. So, yeah, are you working? Are you able? able to work with any of the local farmers and because I know you buy some of your produce and you do have money to buy products is that some kind of an arrangement that you've been able to work with local farmers to support them and to have them support you
1: we are working on trying to do that, and there's going to be some extra funding, I think, that's going to come in to allow support. Um, now, there's a lot. We do get a lot of donations from some of the local farms, and so I'd like to see about purchasing items. Sometimes that can be a little tricky, but we're we're thinking about that more as um, a better option. Um, and I know there's also, um, you know, th- In Fort Bragg, they're trying to work on community gardens more and trying to kind of support that effort. So I think as a whole, just trying to source food locally is becoming a much bigger topic.
0: Oh, much bigger topic. I know I've been working. Well, I think the COVID also did that to us uh, or helped us move in that direction even more. Uh, I don't go to Ukiah hardly at all anymore. Um, I shop local. I support my local industry, you know, support my local markets and stuff. Um, Like I've always said, it may cost a little bit more, but there may be a day when they can't be there for you because you haven't supported them, and then where do you go? So that's my thing. If you don't support them, they may not be there. Um, and it, I know it costs a little bit more, but at least they're there for us, and we don't have to drive to Ukiah to do it. So we've got... Um, am I missing some issues there? We've wrapped pretty much around what's going on with the county. It seems like... Um, have you seen the numbers going up for need the in the county? I I definitely am noticing here
1: locally in Fort Bragg that we're having more people visit more often, Um, and so we may not be getting a ton more new people per se, but we're getting people who are, maybe they would just come once a month or every once in a while, and now they're feeling like they're needing to come every week to get food, Um, you know. And I think, like you said, in Anderson Valley and some of these more rural pantries, we're going to see the numbers of people climb up. Um, And it's going to be especially, I feel like with gas prices, that's going to be the next fluxes people figuring out how am i going you know how am i going to make this work and you know if you go to the grocery store it's it's definitely not it's not getting cheaper anytime soon it's just the prices are are keep continually going up so um i think in the next six months we're going to see an even bigger rise than we have in the last year
0: so are you preparing for that and getting more in the pantry
1: yeah so we are definitely um we're getting a lot more support too from our um tfap you know, and so we're getting more uh, deliveries of food. Um, we're also getting more proteins, and we are trying to make sure that our warehouse is as full as we can have it. Which, it, it, you know, we generally try to do that anyways, but um, we're definitely taking advantage of any sources that we can because it's it's a necessity right now.
0: And well. We're, we're here to stay. One of the things you me- you've mentioned a couple times, and I haven't need to, we need to clarify. It. It's one of those acronym things, Tfab. I <laughs> see this on the boxes we get. We actually get these Tfab boxes. We get a hundred those for a hundred of our clients, and then we also fill dry good bags grocery bags and our produce bags so there's tfab boxes that come in and there's senior boxes that come in can you explain what those are and you know so that people know what is available if they need it and folks if you need this don't hesitate to get it to go to your local food bank and find out where one is and if you know families and friends that need it please encourage them to do it the quality of the food that comes through that i see is just incredible i mean it's really good quality food i will i don't see a lot of organics coming in that's a whole different topic i know we'd all love to move that way but right now we just need to keep people fed so let's go back what is the tfab box and who can get that and what is the senior boxes and what's the difference and is there really any difference maybe explain that okay
1: so uh tfab stands for the emergency food assistance program and csfp is commodity supplement um Monetary senior supplement program. So basically, the T-Fat box is full of pantry uh, non-perishable items. Anywhere you get spaghetti sauce, canned, canned fruit, uh, canned veggies. Uh, you might have a, a protein in there. Maybe some um, instant mashed potatoes, dry milk, uh, shelf-stable milk. Um, And so the TFAP box is for anybody who comes to get food, emergency food, essentially. Um, And the senior box, the CSFP box, is for uh, seniors over 60 who qualify, and the income levels for that are much more strict. So um, you're less, you know, you don't, not everybody always qualifies and you have to have, um, there's more paperwork to fill out. But what it is, is you can get both. You can get your TFAP box always, when you come, um, and for Anderson Valley, that's going to be I think I believe twice a month for you guys. Correct. Um, and then you can get your senior box once a month. That's a once a month account. So it's kind of meant to be the senior box is kind of meant to supplement seniors and keep their pantries uh, full a little longer and give them give them those basic staples. I think there's also oatmeal and cereal in there, and um, so. You know, my preference is I like the T-Fat box a little better because I think the program, it's easier, the food's more available, it's easier to get out, and the senior box, I think, is good. Um, it's a little bit more strenuous to get people to sign up for that program, but once you're signed up, you're good for, you know, the next three years, so it's really worth trying to see if you qualify for it.
0: Okay, so when you're talking about, so you really only have to, you only have to sign up to do the paperwork once every three years? Is that what you're saying? Are there... Are there for the... For the senior box. For the senior box, yep. So are the are the uh, income requirements uh, lower or higher for the senior boxes? Or are they the same They're income? much
2: lower, I believe.
1: Um, for one year, I can't, I can't remember the exact number for one year. I think you can make up to about $1,300 a month. Okay. So it's a lot... It's, it's dramatically less um i think it's eighteen thousand dollars a year or
0: so it's um, it's even it's much less than just going with the other just straight yeah. need okay so that's great so my recommendation for yeah.
1: seniors is to get that t-fat box and then see if you qualify for the other box and that'll help supplement you know um it'll get you a little more food once a month um but definitely you know where you'll always have access to that t-fat box
0: and like i said again uh part of this is there you give um we've been putting you know a pound of butter in the boxes we get butter we get uh hamburger we get uh pork loins we get all kinds of frozen meats we get tuna fish we get canned meats um I know we try in Anderson Valley. We try to balance out what we put into the different uh, dry good boxes to do a balance. So they've got you know some protein. They've got some you know dry goods. They got pastas like you said and all that kind of stuff. So it is kind of a balancing act of what comes in and what we can put out. Um, but it's really great because I realize too that this can go into people's pantries and they can build up what they need if they don't use it right away and that kind of thing so yeah i'm gonna just say that um i'm karen adobani we're talking with the director amanda for the food ba- fort bragg food bank and she manages i guess technically you manage pretty much all of the food banks except you help them you help them in some way or the other uh, i'd like to take just a minute or two and open up the lines if you have questions or you know how you can get involved or if that If you'd like to, eight nine five well it'd be seven oh seven eight nine five two four four eight if you'd like to get involved in this conversation or you have some questions for Amanda about food and insecurity in the in the community. Um And you can also donate. That's the other thing is, is you can also donate money. They have a nice donate button on their site, which is great. I like that when you do that and they make it easy for you because this is, uh, we're all trying to take care of each other in these times. And food insecurity is beginning to become more um, pronounced, I believe, with inflation and with gas prices so Amanda we're gonna open up the phone lines but we'll keep going on and think about what you haven't got out information wise and we'll make sure we get that out for you before the top of the hour so the lines are all lit up all right usually that means I misspoke is what that usually means but we're gonna uh, hopefully that's not what's happening here okay so let's get our first caller on the air good morning caller you're on the air
3: Hey, my name is Ana Victoria Saltido, and I am the manager over at the Mendo Lake Food Hub Inland, which we're a program of North Coast opportunities, and super fortuitous that I happen to be uh, driving to work a little late and heard this conversation with Amanda. Um, I just wanted to throw out that we work closely with local farmers inland on, on the coast and south coast, and we would love to connect with you because there are certainly farmers that are even willing to build donations into their crop plans. Um, but also, some of our farmers, most of our farmers, are trying their best to provide a fair and living wage to employees. So, working on grants together, I just wanted to basically say thank you, Amanda, for all that you do, and everybody at the food bank does, and let you know you have a project partner out there. And uh, I'll be. Oh my gosh, this is
1: amazing! <laughs> thank you for your call, and I would love to to chat with you more. Um, and um no definitely i mean i I think that's where we're headed and we do have some grant opportunities coming up i think that may allow us to work with local farmers so maybe we could connect. Uh, yeah
3: okay i will send you an email i just wanted to thank you so much we worked with you a little bit with the farmers to families program um and we would really love to strengthen that connection yeah i know you're coordinating so much so
0: (laughs) so wait a minute while you're on the while you're on the air tell us again the name of your organization and where you service and what you're doing real quick
3: Sure, yeah. We're the Mendo Lake Food Hub. We're one of the programs of North Coast Opportunities, mostly based in Ukiah, but we service um, Mendocino and Lake Counties. And we originally started as a wholesale aggregator and distributor. We also provide technical assistance for farmers, though much of that has gone under the wayside with COVID and not being able to meet in person. Um, But during the pandemic, we kind of did the the classic pivot, and we applied for grants and started doing, um, you know, free local boxes, which we did some donations to fourth street project um coastal seniors in point arena uh, anderson valley as well um and we so we do purchases for home you know people buying local food and getting it delivered to their homes and wholesale like restaurants and grocery stores um but there's this other facet you know that exactly what amanda's been saying like the need is going to just keep growing and we're seeing that in our community as well um and so yeah we just connect folks with local
0: farmers and if somebody wants to get a hold of you to either help or donate, how they do that?
3: Yeah, um, our email is Mendo Lake at ncoinc.org.
0: All right, and hey, can I just give a big quick shout out to NCO, North Coast Opportunities? They have a. M- They've been doing a great job with the community gardens. We've got one in Anderson Valley at the senior at the Elder Home. Thank you so much. Tell the partners there over there. Would you please? Those food gardens we are will, great. Yeah. And the gardens are just great. <laughs> yeah.
3: I know the Gardens Project is a great program. Great yeah, project. Amanda, thank you so much. I'll reach out to you. Thanks for everything you do, Amanda.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs> great call. Yeah, okay. Talk soon. Bye. Yep. All right, that's a great call. All right, Amanda, we're going to get the call. Phones are still ringing. We're going to get another caller on the air. Good morning. Whoops, that one's gone. Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
2: Hi, good morning. Um, I live on the coast, and I had a question, um, actually a couple of questions um, for you guys, and... Something that was mentioned earlier in the program was the, um, the amount of customers on the coast in comparison to Ukiah, and I wondered if that was at all, if there was any um, link to, um, you know, the cost of food. We have very limited resources on the coast as far as um, grocery stores. Um, we're looking at getting a grocery outlet, which I'm really excited about. I have three kids, and it's I drive inland to go to the grocery outlet. Um, And I'm just wondering if that was something that you guys attributed to um, the amount of customers. It's just the overall cost of food here on the coast. Um, My second question is Is more demand because I personally don't eat any animal products. So when I go to the food bank, you know, usually they go through the bag and they'll pull out those things that have animal products like dairy or meat. Um you know to, to take that out so it doesn't go to waste um, and I'm just wondering if there's more of um, uh, like if there's more of a demand for that if they're looking at more of like gluten-free people that don't eat animal products or that have allergies or anything like that and um, that's it And thank you guys so much for everything you do it really makes it possible for people to be able to you know keep their fridges full and to be able to feed their families. so thank you so much hey
0: thanks for the questions oh. we'll get them off the air thank you yeah, thank you for your questions.
1: Um, you know, I think as far as uh, the difference between Ukiah and Fort Bragg, I think maybe in, sometimes in Fort Bragg there, um, the cost of living may be higher versus the what people are getting paid here. Um, I also feel like it might be the community itself might be just closer uh, connected with the food bank. The food bank has been established here since 1979. So, um, I think maybe that might be part of it. Um, but it's like we've noticed these numbers and we're working on um, trying to uh, feed the Ukiah Food Bank more, um, you know, and, and give them more opportunities. And they have they have had some growth and their numbers are starting to rise a little bit. Um, and then on your second question about the, um, yeah, so the meat, uh, we, our system in Fort Bragg is we have. We'll ask you. You know, if you have, um, we do have gluten-free bags, and we can do vegetarian bags for you. And we also have our um, our farm stand too, so that if you know, say you didn't get enough food over here, or you want to choose more of the items that you would like, then you have that option as well. But yeah, we do have quite a few people. We have dairy-free people as well, so we we try to um, as best we can uh, make sure that you're getting food that you can use. Um, some of there are some limitations with like. The pre-made box, um, but we also encourage people who uh, maybe have gotten a bag of food. If there's stuff they can't use, that they can donate it back to us too. Um, so, you know, we're trying to trying to work with with everything we've got. But um, I so appreciate your questions and your call.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I will say that I've seen that. Um People will go through their bags and boxes uh, the week after we get it, and then they'll bring back things that they know they aren't going to use, and then we can pass those on. So I'm hoping that people pass things on they aren't using in their own communities, but if you don't, you can always, I guess, take it back to your food bank, and they can redistribute it to somebody who needs it. So there we go. Uh, Comments, concerns, 895 2448, don't forget the 707-895-2448. So Amanda, we are coming up at the top of the hour. Um, what are the topics, what are the other things that are going on? I know there's always a need for donations, there's always a need for volunteers. Um, what else would you like to get out to the community about this incredible project?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, there's always a need for volunteers and donations. And we're noticing, um, you know, I'll, I would like to encourage specifically that, um, yeah, as we go into the spring and maybe the summer that um, especially at Fort Bragg that we really love having uh, our youth volunteers and so we had them in the summer and we kind of miss them. So, if parents are maybe looking for something for their kids to do that are over 13 and maybe want to get them some uh, an opportunity where they can give back to the community, I highly encourage it. It's uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter and uh, she volunteers and she, you know, she hasn't, um, in a couple weeks but she loves coming in here she knows everybody it's a really comfortable place so it's just been something that i feel uh really close to my heart to have um the youth see what what the community is doing and be able to have an opportunity to be a part of the community in a way that they
0: maybe wouldn't choose right away <laughs> good good point we got a we got another caller and we're gonna try to get that in okay here we go good morning caller you're on the air with us hi hello
2: um, good morning great show such good news about uh A pantry opening up in Albion. I haven't been able to go to the food bank for a while because of transportation. So, Um, oh, oh yeah, on the Albion thing, uh, if there's maybe put out if there's a wish list to make that happen quicker or smoother. And then the other thought that I had with the uh, farmers and gardeners uh, donating, would it make sense? It makes sense to me if the farmers and gardeners would think about maybe donating some uh, starts plant starts because uh not all the people that use the food bank are homeless and wouldn't that be great
0: if we could be growing more food good idea i like that idea all right thank you for the call bye bye all right so what do you need to get albion up and running so, Albion is going to be, um, I think they're going to be doing it every week,
1: um, and it's going to be opening soon, and they are doing it at the firehouse. And we have got them some, I believe we got them some um, shelving and some refrigeration uh, is coming. Um, and so, that should be uh, happening soon, and um, it shouldn't be too much longer, and we'll get that information out there. But um, we're really hoping that that, that will, um, because there is, there's it's hard to get, it's from Albion to Fort Bragg, that's kind of a bit of a drive. Um, So we want to make sure that we are getting to those more rural areas and and having food available and having community available. That's a really great thing. Um, And then on um, on the starts, I know there have been times when we have people who donate starts to the Fort Bragg food bank and we make them available to our, we had someone donate a bunch of seeds last, year and starts throughout the spring and the summer season and I definitely encourage that because I think that is a great idea um, and why not you know the best thing you can do is grow your own food so
0: yeah and I've, I've seen a lot of things online lately where you just need a, a little pot of a little potted plant on a porch or on a in a backyard or on a deck or something I saw this great uh, video of a gentleman in San Francisco that took a deck top of a house or one of the little rentals and turned it into this whole vegetable thing with just little black pots so we can do it folks we can make that happen um are there any other uh, uh communities that you're looking in into expanding into besides albion when we talked i thought there was one other community you were thinking about or working towards We're um, thinking about
1: Compchi as an option ah, okay. um, here You know um that's out there rurally and then we're also trying to work with um maybe uh inland and throughout some of the um reservations to see if there's a need there um oh you know and just uh, maybe looking into uh, pop-up distributions even in areas where uh are there is a need for people who need food and they're not able to get food and get anywhere transportation
0: wise just um, like a little pop-up yeah. van that went through a community once a week or something, or once every two weeks? Yeah. That might yeah, work. Yeah, we might
1: even I mean, do like a monthly. It may not be every week, but just seeing where where the need would be. I think, you know, just thinking of things in a different idea, making food more accessible. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, pantries are great, and they're well-needed, but also sometimes just having food available in a neighborhood might be... Um, might. Um,
0: so just a quick right. off-the-wall question. Do you interact with the county on on any level with uh, support from the county, volunteers, funding, any any interaction with the county?
1: So, uh, you- Yeah, we are starting to our volunteer coordinator has um, been working with the county. It sounds like they're going to be sending referrals of people who are uh, looking for job skills and looking uh, for work. So, they would volunteer at the food bank um, and while they're looking for work and kind of be like a back to work program. Um, And then we also have a CalFresh outreach program. Uh, One of our staff members, Tricia Fernandez, does the outreach in the county. Uh, We have a grant with the Mendocino County to make that happen. Um, and so we're kind of, you know, we have a relationship with them. Um, we're working on maybe getting more um, referrals. Uh,
0: you know, it's, it's okay. building. <laughs> All right, well, Amanda, Brisa, thank yes. you so much for coming on the air. I want to give you, give out your contact phone number again because you are the tag person to find out what's going on and you can direct people in the right way. What's that phone number? So that phone number is 707 964
1: 9404
0: and this is amanda <laughs> all right hey thanks so much for what you do it's a great program and i just see nothing but more need coming down the horizon so keep up the great work and thanks for coming on the air today thank you so much
1: karen it's been a pleasure and thanks
0: everybody for the great questions that felt really good so thank you all right have a great day okay you too. all right everyone I'm Karen Audubonny. This has been TKO, and I want to let you know that you can stay tuned for classical music. It's coming up right next, and I will be back with you in two weeks. Next Wednesday, that would be Citizen U